Happy Wednesday, baby. We are fucking back. We are fucking back. I can see everyone hyped as fuck. Let's go. Season three, episode four underway. We are literally fucking back, boys. Fucking cheers, boys. Let's fucking go. Cheers. Let's go. In a minute. It's been a month. Last show, October 6th. Why have we been gone? Um, Life is, you know, it moves fast, man. Life moves fast. And sometimes you got to take a break. Shut up. uh, And, you know, go on with your shit, man. Got to get your shit done, man. So we're going to get right into it again. We're going to get our money up and not our funny up. So let's go. We're going to start off with the obvious. This has been a crazy week in the NFL. A crazy day, crazy 24 hours, crazy 48 hours, insane amounts of news. Henry Ruggs, um, who is a certified bad dude, uh, got into a huge high-speed collision at like three in the morning. And as, as Dan says, nothing good happens at three in the morning. And he took the life of a 23-year-old woman and her dog in a DUI car crash that nearly killed him. And he's been released by the Raiders. Um, just an absolutely horrible story. Um, and again, he's being, you know, put on trial for obviously manslaughter. And um, yeah, boys, just want to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, I think we can get a, a ceremonial, but a unanimous fuck you. Fuck this dude. Um, literally fuck this dude. Uh, I hope uh, justice is served. So good. Riddance. Also had a loaded gun in the car and a loaded gun again. The, and it wasn't a legal uh, possession either. It was illegal. So, okay, so this is, and this is what I got. To, and that's going to be added to the chart. And this is what I got to talk about too. Again, don't drink and drive. It's that simple. Um, I can't stress that enough. And the fact that the NFL has a shuttle service for times like this, where it remains anonymous, they will pick you up. They won't say what happened. They won't say how drunk you were. They won't tell anybody. They'll pick you up and bring you home safely for free. All right. The NFL has this service. And for someone who makes millions of dollars, um, who couldn't get a fucking Lyft or an Uber and didn't do this, it's so inexcusable. It's like, it's, it's, it baffles me. It honestly just completely, it's just insane. I don't know what else to say. He was driving 156 miles an hour at his, at the hot, height of his drive and then he glided at what 132 miles an hour it's 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 like not even comprehensible how fucking fast this guy was going in his car as he was completely under the influence twice above the legal limit it's just inexcusable and that's that's really how i feel about this situation it's inexcusable act for a guy who coincidentally wears number 11 for his best friend who died in a car accident in high school and he plays football, you know, with a chip on his shoulder and he plays for that best friend who died in the car accident. And just for him to end up ruining his career and ruining the reputation of everybody who's associated with him and ruining the lives of the people that he killed and their loved ones, he is just going to sit there and, and his bond is 150 K he'll get out and he'll just be out of it. He'll be, just ready to go on and go to do 20 years of prison and lost lose his entire life because he made it just a horrible decision it's look that's that's just an example and it's not a rare example in the nfl where this happens and that's the worst part of all of it so that's my two cents 
anyone got any uh, any other thoughts or do we want to move on? I think Dan pretty much summed up everyone's thoughts pretty well there. I don't I don't think there's anything else to add. I mean, yeah, I mean, I saw a couple people making some jokes towards Henry Ruggs online today, but, you know, I think you could slap the too soon label on that. Yeah, I, yeah. I do believe that. Yeah. I mean, I had a joke in there in the Dynasty AP poll rankings, but I'm still deciding whether or not to withhold it or not. I can I'm, let you know that you can drop it if it's in my ranking. I'll let it I'll let it go cuz it's like he was on my team. He has already been cut. Um I I don't act, you know, slow on these mis- on these issues, so yeah. All right. Well, let me just hit a little command V on that. <laughs> or command um, V, I should say. There you go. Pasting something in. Um, yeah, I, I think if no one else got any other thoughts, Riley, any any thoughts, or you think everything's been summed up, you know? Yeah, summed up summed up pretty well. Okay. Uh, we're we moving on to next. Going to talk uh, Odell's situation here. Yeah, we we definitely got to. We definitely got to talk about the news we of the gotta, day. We got to talk about the news of the day. And for those that don't know, obviously. For the last two years, it seems like, right? It seems like there's not been a connection between Odell and Baker in terms of their play. Um, and obviously, this has been like a long-standing issue where everybody believes Odell gets open and Baker can't get him the ball, and because Baker is bad or whatever it is, um, kind of boiled over today. Uh, after actually yesterday, when his dad released an 11-minute video on his Instagram uh, of an 11-minute montage of Baker Mayfield missing Odell Beckham Jr. and just not throwing the ball when Odell's open. And the trade and that's just this day, year. That's just this year. It's and it's so 11 minutes long. You can't even believe that, right? And if you actually watch the games, it's 100% true. I have no yeah. idea why the guy doesn't get the ball more because he's fucking always open, I swear to God. Anyway, besides the point, right? Odell, uh, yesterday, the trade deadline came around. Of course, there was talks between the Saints and a few other teams about trading for him, but... The, the value that the Cleveland Browns were going to get in return wasn't good enough for them to trade him. So they said, okay, we're going to have Odell ready for our playoff run. That's the quote. That's exactly what they said. We're going to have him for our playoff run, right? Drop that clip. And today Odell is, he shows up to practice and Kevin Stefanski and co tell him you can go home uh, because of that video from his dad. So apparently according to sources close, uh, close to the Cleveland Browns, right? Odell isn't going to be with the team for the rest of the season. He's not considered part of the team. Um, and it, it's just, it's hilarious how, how horribly managed this situation has been by the Cleveland Browns. It's actually funny. A, a, a blind person, legit, could tell you that the, the two didn't work after a year. Statistically, all you need to see is the fact that Baker Mayfield is so much better with Odell out of the lineup and that's not because Odell's bad and again it's this superiority complex in the locker room and let me explain when Odell is in the locker room playing football for the Cleveland Browns he is the biggest name and biggest likeness and biggest superstar in that locker room that's not something just in the locker room in the city in the city that's not something Baker Mayfield who's the franchise quarterback supposedly I don't believe so but supposedly the franchise quarterback Baker Mayfield right he doesn't really work well with it not being the biggest guy in the room and 
because he's not the biggest guy in the room, he feels the need to force the ball or try to force the issue. And it doesn't work because he himself is not good. Don't know what else to say. He's not good. So at the end of the day, you got, you know, a team that's going to side with the quarterback and side with the locker room and they're going to pin Odell and say, you know, you are the problem. You're a diva, blah, blah, blah. By the way, the way Odell has handled all the criticism and crap he's dealt with for two years there has been great. He's been the absolute opposite of a diva. He's, he's put his head down in the ground and he's fucking worked in an offense that's not prioritized by receivers whatsoever, in an offense that's dominated by just run the ball 50 times a game with two guys and fucking let Baker throw 18, 20 times a game. Hopefully he doesn't fucking make any mistakes. That's the offense. That is it right there. So again, people are going to say Odell's a diva and whatnot. He's probably going to be released, um, I would assume, which is hilarious because Cleveland wasn't getting the value they wanted and now they'll get no value at all, um, which is uh, completely could have been completely avoidable if they just had used their eyes. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's my take, boys. It's that's just my... it's just so weird how like ever since he like initially when he first signed there, everyone first drafts him is just kind of like, huh? Like it always just seems like it never really like fit. Like it always seemed like Odell like when he was ready to leave the Giants, it was like all right he's just going to go from one big market team to another big market team. Cause he's a big time superstar at the time uh, when he was a free agent or when he was had the trade rumors with the giants. And it just seems like when he went to Cleveland, it was like, okay, I clearly wanted to go somewhere else, but I couldn't. So I guess the best of the wor- the best case scenario is I take the money and go to Cleveland and try to make the most of it. And it really just hasn't worked out. No, not at all. And what I can, a thing I can commend him for is what Mike was saying earlier is how he's handled the situation in New York. Hey, stuck it out. It's, it's easy to say that he did not handle the criticism and, and the dysfunction that the giants were for the, you know, last two or three years that he was there. He didn't handle it very well. And, you know, he got run out of town by the media because of the way he handled it, you know, it's he's addressed the issue. Everybody knew it at the time. They sent him to Cleveland to die. They sent him to Cleveland to rot. It was a kind of one of the biggest fuck you trades in recent memory with a superstar. Like, I can remember when the Patriots sent Jamie Collins to Cleveland when he asked for a massive extension. And that still to this day is like one of the biggest fuck you trades for going from 8 and 0 to 0 and 8. But to get back on topic, Odell understood the ramifications and the grand scheme of his situation he was like damn they just did this to fuck me over a thing i really want to mention is how they both those teams lost that trade and that's just that's funny of course the giants and the browns lost the trade that they made with each other you know and again i think i think all of these statements have been reiterated pretty well um Boys take on when he, cause he's going to get released. You know, it was his last game there. So he's going to play on a new team. What's our take? I'm Let's saying take him. I don't care. Patriots. I don't care. Pass. Yeah. Take Patriots. Take him. It makes don't too care. much pass, sense. Pass, pass, I'm pass. telling you, we're that. We always do this. We did it with AB, bro. We do it. Put with him Stone in the Bill player. Belichick rehabilitation program. Bro, he doesn't need rehab. He's misunderstood. He's misunderstood completely. He just right. wants the to Bill win. The Bill Belichick rehabilitation program takes all, whether it's a mental, a physical, a coaching problem. The Bill Belichick rehabilitation program takes all types of deficiencies in players. 
Yeah, and we and don't we, discriminate. Yeah, we take shots on all those players, and and know, again, he said publicly. Work, but... He he has said publicly when Brady was here, he was one of the few people that said, "I want to play with Belichick." He did not say he wanted to play with Brady. The bargaining chip is Belichick and he is still coaching and our team. The only thing they're missing is an alpha superstar receiver. We are the because Belichick team. will know how to get him open. Oh, no. Bro, Mac Jones will love him. This is what I was telling Dan. The biggest problem is Mac Jones won't force him the ball because Mac Jones wants to spread the ball out. However, here's the great thing Mac Jones will do. When Odell does get open on plays that he's supposed to get open for, which will be on a lot of scripted plays, he will throw him the ball. Odell will, or Mac Jones will be looking his way all the time. Just based on the offensive scheme, we know he's good. Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers would be great twos and I would also like to say the number 13 is officially vacant. Yeah, it is. On the roster. And that was either going to be for Cooks or Odell, so. No, I want him to wear three. Oh, like, or three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, go for it. Doesn't four court three or four court two? He could wear fucking ninety nine. I don't care if he's on yeah. the damn team. True, I, I agree. Or number that dude, sixty nine OBJ. He should take Nikhil Harry's number. I wish he could he wear, wear twelve. I wish he could rock zero. Did you guys also know that Jacoby Myers has the most career receiving yards of any NFL yes. receiver without a touchdown? Yes, yes. yes. And he, do you know – this is, No, this is the better stat. He has zero touchdowns, but he leads the league in two-point conversions. Yeah, that's crazy. That's why I traded him in fantasy because he's very – I mean, he's solid in a 16-team league, solid. But, like – Who's never going to score <laughs> Yeah, never gonna score a touchdown. Just kind of gave up hope on that. They played the Jets twice already. He's a, he's he's just your typical moving a guy down the field ball. He's not your end. He's just guy. a QB playing receiver. Yeah. True. All right. Um, you know, I think that's been pretty summed up, right? OBJ, yeah. a pretty good takes, boys. Not gonna lie, it's been all facts, no cap. But Dan, I I know you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I know you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Some news dropped about him today being unvaccinated. And, you know, he's going to miss the game on Sunday because he's unvaccinated. So, you know, he tested positive and whatnot. So, you know, what's the, what's the takes there, Dan? Like, you want to kick us off? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take the angle that, like, I see all the media people take, like Stephen A. or Colin, and be like, well, you know, he didn't get vaccinated because he's selfish and he's a bad teammate. And this is why he has one Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not going to go there because, look, at the end of the day, There's no mandate. It's your decision. If you make the decision, and Aaron Rodgers is a really smart fucking guy. If you make the decision to get unvaccinated, you assume the risks of that. That being that you have to get tested more. That being that you have to, you know, you can't leave when you're on the road. You can't leave the facilities and whatnot. He knows that. Okay. He, the, what came out today is that he got a holistic kind of like antibody treatment, but the NFL does not consider that a vaccine. He knows that. He can act all, if he wants to hide behind the, I didn't know, that's a lie. Because in August, when asked if he was vaccinated, he said, I'm immunized. And it's like, dude, you're trying to be cute. And you're like, well, I'm not vaccinated, but like, I got the flu shot, you know? Like, you're just trying to beat around the bush because you think you're so smart. And in this, this is one of those situations where for me, it's funny to watch somebody who is so high and mighty and so like i'm above everybody i'm smarter than everybody to just fall flat on their face and take this l like he's out 10 days regardless he's unvaccinated and that just sucks for him because they're playing the chiefs this week jordan love is gonna play the chiefs defense is not good and jordan love might actually look good so 
If that happens, Aaron is just getting he's getting laughed at by his front office. The front office that gave him everything he wanted, they got Randall Cobb. So so let me <laughs> ask you this. Stemming off of that, right? If Jordan Love plays well against the Chiefs, right? And you say 10 days, so he's already going to miss this game. And they end up, he misses the next game, right? Maybe he misses the next game and Jordan Love also does well. What what do you think's what do you think's going on? Aaron's the starter. Aaron's the starter. If yeah, anything dude, good comes of it, yeah, like what? If anything good comes of it, it's that somebody trades for Jordan Love and the Packers can get compensation back for him. And which won't happen. It's gonna be the other way around. Yeah. Rogers just gonna leave and go to Pittsburgh. And that's their plan. Yes, dude. And I would love him to go there. We can talk about that Pittsburgh later. Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl. No. Yes. Uh, that that team has yes. stink. No. no. They have stench. They are losers. They would Killers. not stink. They would go to the AFC Championship and lose they would go to, the AFC to Mac Jones. And lose to Mac Jones. Yeah, they would lose to Mac Jones. What if Devontae went with them? Nah, that'd be, that'd be so dumb, bro. Come on. All right. What's the next? Oh, and we got to talk. Now we got to transition to the big news that happened on Sunday. Bad news. Derrick Henry out for the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna kick it off and say, rip my fantasy team. Um, I want to throw my hat and my condolences out to all that rode the Derrick Henry 30 points per game for the last seven weeks. Skyler in the dynasty. I would love to all of us that our seasons completely are over because you can't replace someone who does that, and it was on pace for the greatest running back season of all time. Um, Pour one out for Derrick Henry and his foot. Hopefully he's back for the playoffs, for the real NFL playoffs, uh, as it's an eight to 10 week injury. But with Tennessee not having Derrick Henry, they'll probably make the playoffs and be one and done. So AP can only do so much. Speaking of that, as a repercussion of Derrick Henry getting hurt, uh, Adrian Peterson, who is 36 years old and still chugging, he's he's still going, uh, is going to be that new running back, sporting the number eight in Tennessee. So, something to watch out for. Um, yeah, it sucks. Don't know what else to say. King Henry has fallen. No one, no, no one's no, got anything. Nobody's else. got anything. Yeah. It's well, just... what, what, he's not on my team. I mean, like, I feel bad for the people who like have him. Like, I have a team with day, him. It's tough. I, like, I feel, like, I feel bad for people who have him. But like, at one. the end of the day, it's a, hey, I just. Glad it's not my guy and move on and just keep praying none of my guys get that. It, it's still fantasy aside, though. Like You got to think, what's the offense going to look like now? There's no way they can humanly run. They're going to run AP in the same stuff, but he's not going to be open stay healthy. They're going to have to rely on Ryan Tannehill more than they originally would, and that's not a good thing. No, not at all. Yeah, I Very agree. Bad thing. We were talking to like them, they were a Super Bowl contender. Um, and they're definitely not. They're definitely one and done if they make the playoffs. Definitely one and done. Um, and that'll probably yeah. be because not because they win out, but because the Colts lose out, because the Colts schedule is so brutal. Um, and no one can trust Carson Wentz. So yeah. But that's a story for a different day. Who do you think's worse? Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. That's Carson not. That's. Wentz. I don't think that's. That's right not even that debatable. I don't think that's debatable. Seriously. But like Carson neither Wentz. of them. At the end of the day, you're not. Okay. 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 All right. I get a good one. Good one for you. Who's worse, 
Jalen Hurts or Sam Darnold? Ooh. 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 This is a tough one. Sam Darnold. I don't don't like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's worse. I'm just going to say Sam Darnold purely because Jalen Hurts is – I'm just going to say there's still time. Not much, but there's still time. Yeah, I'd say Sam Darnold. He has the better weapons as well on that team. So We've also seen – we've seen enough of Sam Darnold this season where, like, we could kind of – he had a little grace period those first couple weeks with Carolina. You know, we'll give him the, okay, new offense, give him – situated no that's joe brady working his magic i'm telling you yeah no that's what i'm saying like sam darnold's been in the league now for a couple more he's a a vet you could say so like he doesn't get that that leeway that jalen hurts would get okay Okay. i got a better question though jalen hurts or Taysom hill (laughs) jalen hurts i'm gonna have to go with hurts on that mike i think it's closer than you guys think Yo, um, can we – do we want to read off the greatest top 15 quarterback list of all time? No, we don't per need – Per anonymous nah, we source? Nah, we don't need to bring him into this. Come per on. Anonymous per okay, anonymous source? Per anonymous all time or just this season? I'm not, like, no, what do you no, mean? No, just, just this season. season? Oh, okay. I thought you said all time. No. I can pull it up. You can pull up this anonymous GM. This anonymous GM, this is how he's thinking. From around the league. From, yeah, from around the leagues. Very, By the very way, interesting. I also have one too. Um, yeah. On that, okay, ready? On the Mahomes. Uh, you go ahead. Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, Wilson, Kyler, Burrow, Allen, Matt Ryan, Stafford, Jimmy G, Hertz, Dak, Carr, Kirk, and Lamar. And that's out of that's in no particular order. Yeah. Um, like, I'm sorry. Like, Jimmy G, no. Matt Ryan, no. Kirk, no. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. What is this list? This was tough. That was a tough read this morning. I can't lie. Almost <laughs> as tough a read Hurts, as bro. Almost as tough a read as Kenneth Walker being the eighth best prospect. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> what? Fantasy rookie rankings. Number eight, <laughs> K- Kenneth Walker. Like what? He's literally a Heisman bro, candidate. Malik look, Willis wasn't even on the list. He's the Heisman frontrunner. By the way, he has two first names. All I'm yes, say. yes. It's Sean Tucker. Anybody seeing him? That freshman at uh, yeah, Syracuse. I don't. I don't think he's a freshman. He is. Dude, first first true name freshman. Two, two first I'm not names, sure, but he's a freshman. Always elite. Two running back, two first name running backs yeah. is literally the code. It's the code. Jonathan Stewart. Go. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Jamal <laughs> Charles. Jamal. Exactly. Dude, it's just it's so stupid, bro. Again, come on now. It's the easiest. Marlon Mack. Game. Yeah. Marlon, what do you say? Marlon Mack. Mack can be a first name easily. Okay. Yeah. Because Mack. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Is that dad? Yeah, of course. Uh, he said Green Ellis called me as well. You, if he if he calls me right now though, I'll pick. Yeah, uh, uh, Jamal Jamal Lewis. Bro, there's literally an insane list of players. It's like it goes on. Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, um, fucking oh my goodness, who was the guy who played on the who's the guy who played on the fucking Miami Dolphins? Uh, Ricky Williams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Williams. Okay, I'll do William. Like, you can't tell me you wouldn't draft Mike Daniels or Dan Michaels. Daniel Michaels? You're drafting Daniel (laughs) Michaels. 
or Michael Daniels over. <laughs> over. Dude, that guy is a beast. Michael Daniels out of Duke. Like, yeah. Too big, five foot ten, like 230 pound running back who just runs, just runs people over. R.I.P. Riley. And just dips from the seat. Anyway, anyway, we can get on though. We can get it. Yeah, facts, bro. Again, Kenneth Walker, stud. You don't you gotta be stupid not to think so. Um but we wanna do we want to do a quick little just quick take into college football? Can, initial can, playoff I, can rankings. I talk about one last thing just very yeah, quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Go Maybe not very quickly, but like I do want to touch up on Mahomes and his struggles and the chief struggles as a whole. Um, and I just want to touch up about how I've always preached that they eventually would get figured out. Not because I dislike Mahomes, because I think he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, and not because I dislike Andy Reid or the offense or the, or the players. I just, they're all great. They're all wonderful. But in the NFL, the most successful teams are the ones that are balanced or lean towards the run game more so they can generate play action plays, right? The Chiefs have never been a balanced team under Mahomes. Uh, they lead, they or they're almost bottom five every year in rush attempts, um, and that is no joke. That is no like coincidence whatsoever. Um, they're like a 60-40, 65-35 split in terms of passing. And that doesn't work in the league when teams can just figure out that you're just trying to throw the ball 75 yards every play. You know, teams are starting to play cover two shells all the time and take away that huge route. And with no run game to speak of, not just because Clyde's hurt, but because it's not employed in the first place. They've always been a one-dimensional team. And once teams can start understanding how to stop that one dimension, which was so hard to stop, this is what they look like. They look like they're, they're four and four. I believe they're four and four. They're 500, right? They looked pretty average against most teams. And Mahomes has a career high in interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to see. And, you know, he's got competition in his division this year. The Raiders are better than them right now. I don't think the Raiders will be better by the end of the season, but the Raiders are better right now. And the Chargers, uh, the Chargers are no joke either. So they've got some competition there. It's no fucking, it's not, it's an open season over there. And they got to figure it out. And they really got to start making Mahomes either throw the ball, check it down, uh, make him play safer, which is going to take away his 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 ability to rip the ball 75 yards because he's always trying to be Superman. I always equate his arm talent and his strength to Saquon. Saquon's always trying to hit the end zone every single time he touches the ball instead of hitting the hole the right way and getting just the tough regular yards. He's just trying to go to the end zone from anywhere. Mahomes is trying to throw the ball 75 yards every play. He's trying to find Tyreek Hill on some play every play. And it doesn't work because, again, the Superman quantity of the Superman. Yeah, well, it fucking worked enough last night. Well, it, for who? For fucking Tyree Kill, for Max. Oh, well, it, it worked just enough. It fucking worked enough last like, night. Yeah, I mean, that two nights ago. It was a rough game to watch, though. Um, again, it's just what it is. I, I, yeah, their game it. has been figured out until they actually start playing with a balanced approach and using running backs more and, and just making, taking away Mahomes ability, making him be Bruce Wayne sometimes and let him be Batman the other times. Again, that's what they got to do. Um, but until they do that, they're going to keep struggling like this. So we can move on to college football. If you guys don't have anything else to say, cause you guys wanted to get in that. So yeah, I do. I want to use that as the, I want to use what you're talking about as an opportunity. 
just to highlight the opponent in that game, is one of the worst coach teams in the NFL. That's all I have to say. You waste your timeouts in the third and first quarters to get your defense set so you don't get exposed on national television under the bright lights, right? And then when you need points on the two-minute drills at the end of the first, uh, at the end of the second quarter, at the end of the fourth quarter, you, you have no timeouts. Not once, but twice does Joe Judge do this. And I want to raise the question that keeps getting raised. What does Joe Judge do? What is he doing <laughs> on this team? He's, he's not calling the plays on defense. We can see that's Patrick Graham, who, by the way, has been getting exposed. Wow, you can have one good year on defense, but you have to evolve. That's what matters the most in the NFL is being able to evolve and adapt because people will figure you out after a year. The Giants' defense has been figured out. They're trash. It's very obvious. Not to mention, what, what is he? He calls the offensive plays? No, we know that's Jason Garrett. Everybody can tell watching the one of the worst offenses in football try and play. How are you motioning a guy back and forth and then not throwing him the ball? What is the point? <laughs> the play design and all that is so questionable. So we got to see a nice little spotlight on one of the worst coach teams in football. And I thought that's that was pretty uh, entertaining because it was such a shit game. Yeah, I concur. I mean, we don't really need to, to harp on the Giants too much. We all knew their season was over before it began because the quarterback is Daniel Jones. I will always tell this to everybody about who, who speaks highly of Joe Judge. One of my best friends here was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, look, we got Joe Judge. And the first thing, my first reaction, as soon as I got the alert, and I'm not going to lie, I always say this, was who? I did not know who that was. I did not know he existed. I did not know he was the special teams coordinator on the Patriots. I had never seen his face in my life. And I'm a diehard Patriots fan from Boston. Never knew this guy existed at all. And that's what I told him. I said, who? And this is exactly what you get when you hire someone who gets the reputation of who. And that's all I'll say. You get a clown. Again, if you elect a clown, you get a circus. And that's what happens. Their fucking quarterback is also a fucking who. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's trash. Well, they believe in him. You know, if I had Daniel Jones, I would want Daniel Jones on the first flight to, like, to Cleveland. <laughs> first flight to Washington. First flight. Get off. get off my team. But that's just me. Um, yeah, we can go over to college football, Dan. You want to take it? You want to take it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can quickly pull out the, uh, the initial playoff rankings dropped as the uh, college football playoff is about, all, you know, over what, like basically two months away. Um, this is the most important part of the college football season from now on. Shit really ramps up. I do want to point out QB one and two in this draft class are going at it 12 o'clock on Saturday. Ole Miss is playing Liberty Malik Willis versus Matt Corral. So I just wanted to mention that because that game is going to be great. And that, hold on, can I just interject quickly? That game is crazy because that's an out-of-conference game, and that probably was scheduled like eight years ago. So, like, those two quarterbacks playing each other is just – They've been oh, destined. It's destiny. It's fucking sick. You have to tune in. That. Yeah. Tune in on Saturday. You have to. Got to start your, start your Saturday with that. To to read, but to read the initial six teams, the top four, and then the first two out, it is Georgia, who has the best defense in the country. One of the best defenses in recent memory, to my opinion. That's all I got to say. I agree. Alabama, they're always they're going to make the playoff. Nobody has to question it. Kenneth Walker's Michigan State. This team, 
giving me like those 2014 Michigan State vibes. They made the playoffs in those years. I remember They're before their organization was kind of a clown show. And then five, and then shout four is Kirk Oregon. Cousin. Yeah, shout out Cork and Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Yeah. Um, and then Oregon is four. Surprising because they're seven one. They play in the Pac twelve. I can assume that they're not going to end there. I think it'll be Ohio State, who is. They'd fifth. have to win out. They do, but they will. They do this every year. And then six is Cincinnati. A notable omission from the top six is Oklahoma, who is eighth, which I think is total cap. Um, I think that's total cap. I think Oklahoma will find their way into the top four by the end of the. Yeah. The Caleb Williams is so electric. He's Dude, so, he's nasty. He's so nasty. nasty. He's so good at everything. And he's the best thing I love about him is he doesn't just make like quick decisions, but he makes the right decisions. And he goes through all his reads and he gets, he checks the ball down when he needs to. He does fucking everything right. He makes the he makes the offense just look unbelievable. Like he just it's the perfect he is the perfect player for that offense and he makes it look perfect. I thought it was Kyler Murray. It could be this kid. Legit yeah. could be this kid. Spencer Rattler's, you know, fucking pissed in his boots that this guy throws six touchdowns a game. Meanwhile, Spencer Rattler should just be pissed at himself because he's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate. Um Look, I think one team's going to get out of the Big Ten. It's going to be either Michigan State or Ohio State, and we'll find out because I'd imagine they can play each other in the uh, – can they play each other in the championship of the Big Ten? Uh, who? Who? Michigan State and Ohio State. Or are they in the same division? I think they're in the same – I think they're in the same side. Interesting. Maybe Someone I'm wrong. Won't make Maybe it. I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Don't take yeah. my word for it. I think um, I talked about this in the group chat today a little bit, but I think the number one overall pick is between uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Malik Willis. Some people don't even know that this guy, who this guy is. Some people don't know he exists. Just go, just go look, please, for the love of God. This, this guy is legit legend. This guy's going to be a legend in the NFL. He should already be playing in the NFL. He would already be dominating teams in the NFL right now. Like right now. I, I hate the people who say, oh, his competition or, oh, this and that. I, shut up. People only equate competition. And I told you this, Dan. I told you this today. People will always equate competition when it's really close between a player and they're trying to find something uh, to just figure out how to, like, edge another player over. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, oh, Matt Corral plays in, plays in the SEC. So, yeah. Okay, well, Malik Willis is going to play Matt Corral on, on Saturday, and we'll see if that defense whole thing uh, actually formulates. Because the all-time greats, the players that you don't know, you're just like, I don't know what makes him good, but something just makes him good. You just can't really put your pin on it. Are those great players like Justin Jefferson? Perfect example. Well, you don't, you don't really. I know, know what, what makes Jefferson Malik Willis amazing. good. I know what but, makes Malik Willis good. He has a rocket for an arm, the speed of Michael Vick, and somehow that quick burst that Lamar has. He's not as fast as Lamar, but he has that burst when he runs. He is deadly accurate. He is massive. <laughs> like he, he just, is tall. He, he's tall. He's dude. He's huge. The guy's a horse. So like, if you're trying to build a quarterback in a lab for today's game, it's Malik Willis. It's not even a question. I like Matt Corral. I think he should be a mid to kind of a little bit of a later, you know, I think like 10 through 
22-24, that's where I think he should go as a quarterback to a better situation where he can either sit or he can jump in and take over because I think he's he's pretty good. You know, I see him as like more of a mobile Matt Ryan. Mike sees him as kind of a, what was it, Marcus Mariota and... He can either be Marcus Mariota or Deshaun Watson, and I don't know which one he is. He's going to be one or the other. It's yeah, a very know. large I'd say, gap. I'd say that, yeah, that's a pretty big... Yeah, that that's I don't know. No, he's but it's not gonna fall between it. He will be one or the other. Depending on the situation, he will be one or the other. He will not fall between. That's my point. That's what I'll say. He will either boom or bust, like most of these guys, but he is much more tied to situation to not to, to bust, obviously. Because he's gonna need to be a situation that runs a spread offense, that has the pieces around him, that has an offensive play caller. He's just gonna know how to utilize him. He's gonna need no incompetence, and the NFL is just full of incompetence if you're a quarterback getting drafted you're probably going to in, in, an incompetent place yeah that happens if you're in the first round you're probably going somewhere that sucks name, name the five quarterbacks one of them went to a good spot the rest of them jacksonville chicago uh san francisco is kind of dysfunctional i'm not gonna lie i know they've been winning i know they're a proud organization but with the whole Ayuk thing, and we kind of see what goes on over there, they're kind of dysfunctional, like, interiorly. On the exterior, they run very well, but, like, Kyle Shanahan's a douchebag. Um, and so is John Lynch. It, it anyway. just feels it, – it's so weird, that whole situation, though. It just feels like John Lynch gave Kyle Shanahan the keys to the car and just said, here, and then realized, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. And, like – but now realizes also that like he can't just take them away. Yeah. Cause he's a control freak. It's ridiculous. And then uh, what team am I missing? The jets. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Those teams yeah. all suck. And then the one team that is, that doesn't is the Patriots who just happen to have the greatest coach of all time. And I can let Matt Corral know the greatest coach of all time will not be looking for a quarterback in this year's draft. Or next year, or the year after. <laughs> or, or the year after that. So, like, he's not or getting the next that. 20. Hopefully, literally. I hope so. I hope so, exactly. But, yeah. You outside here? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'd love to have Malik Willis. Malik Willis, you know, get his hype train up. Kenny Walker, Kenny Walk on you, Kenny Dubs. Um, Kenny he Walker. is nasty. He's nasty, and I, again, the, there's actually three. There's three good running backs, B plus running backs in this draft. I'd say, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, and Kenneth Walker are all going to be NFL backs. Yeah. So and there's and they're all going to be situation dependent because that's and there and there position. there are other running backs. I am missing them. Yeah. But those three are the guys who come to mind that I've seen that will be that will translate immediately in the NFL, depending on where they go. So that's all I'll say. But sincere McCormick. That's what I'll end on. Uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Yeah. From, from Arkansas and Drake here. London. They don't make players like Drake London. Uh, he's like Mike Evans uh, or better. I don't really know. He's yeah. like Michael Pittman, but better. He is. He's, he's a taller, smoother. Oh, who would have known they went to the same school? Of course. Yeah. They USC. Yeah. And they have another one behind him. They, they just keep they driving. Yeah, they keep they just get these massive men and they just play receiver. They're just like, they're like tight ends that just don't play tight end but they're way faster. It's like having just Kyle Pitts everywhere, except Kyle Pitts like 6'6", which is wild. But anyway, um, yeah, great long episode. Not going to lie, long-ass episode, but it's great to be back uh, after an entire month, basically, of being AFK. Um, Riley's not here. His Wi-Fi, you know, just shit itself because 
he's at UNH and you know. it'll be a forever constant battle of why Riley versus his Wi-Fi. His Wi-Fi is more potato than the OG Kagan Wi-Fi of 2014. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll just say pretty that. accurate. Uh, I would agree with that. But yeah, any final thoughts, boys? Uh, Malik Willis, uh, QB1, no. uh, Kenny Walker, first overall pick by my Dynasty team. The tank rolls on. Looking for a good rebound this week in Dynasty. I got George. He's, I mean. He's like everyone's rebound hope. chick. He just. <laughs> I, it couldn't have come like. It would have been so nice to beat Max because then I would have went beat Max, beat the rival, back-to-back wins, roll on to George, three wins in a row, and then we're into the next week. And then we're right back in the hunt. Yeah, but, but that would have required you to beat Max. Yeah, you're right. It, it would have. Yeah, I Tyree lost. Kill, I got him Tyree Kill. Tyreek Hill had other plans. He beat me too. I, you know, I get a second shot at him. We'll see what happens. I'll just let him know. Uh, good luck. That'll be my last words. But boom, baby. Good shit, boys. Peace out, everybody. Peace.